way down in Georgia, there lives a strange collection of people. But the tide that binds them is WrestleMatch. And they love to sit around and talk about it. And that's what they fixing to do. Georgia Wrestling History proudly presents the WrestleMen of Whoopcast. We got Shane, Brian, feeling two mats. We got a grandpa too. An old foot and shot. Yes, you know they finna get right. It's the wrestle me. They talk about a wrestling. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the WrestleMan, uh, the Sacred Ground final chapter. Was it epilogue? Is that the thing that happens at the end? This oh, is yeah. essentially the, the the hidden credit scene <laughs> after Sacred Ground has finished. Um, so th- this is going to be very sloppy. Uh, we are all face deep in nachos and chicken wings, and I wish I was face deep in something else, but that is neither <laughs> hither nor thither. But by God. Well, boys, we fucking did it. Um, we live. Congratulations to us. I'm ready to declare we've done the greatest show we've ever fucking done. And if anybody wants to argue with that fact, I will be glad to fight them. I've seen them all, and I agree. Grandpa has seen, literally seen them. <laughs> that's not even a, that's not even me doing an old grandpa joke. That's a literal thing. Grandpa, you have seen more of these than even some of the people who've been in all of these. Yep. Yes, Grandpa's seen them all. That's fucking crazy. So, all right. So, yeah, I guess you get six you get to go first. <laughs> um, so, when did you start going? Um, when did, I don't know. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, I, I forgot he was that. old. That's on. That's my fault. So, so you, did you see Sam Stone? No. Okay. So, so somewhere after that. So, jungle. I started. Yeah, went to the jungle quite a few times. I started going just before Sacred Ground One. Okay. All right. So we came in about the same time because right. I came in just after Sacred Ground One. Um, who were all of us? All of y'all? Not Marco. Not Bill. Obviously. Oh, I guess I should say who's all here. Shit. I told you it's gonna be raggedy. I was here for the first you ain't shit. Shut up. I was here, nigga. Um, I'm Matt. I curse. Say the N word. That's I'm, the, I'm Matt. I curse. Do not say the N word. <laughs> that's Shane. That's Brian Blaze. That's uh, Spody. That's Shard. That's Marco. That's Bill. That's Grandpa. There you go. So yeah. Uh, ooh, tomorrow's checking in. They checking in. Matt, tell you to go. Take it home. Um. So yeah, who was who was all there? First go around. Who was there for PCW show number one? Oh one number one. It's uh, Vela Vega's in the back, very quiet as he always is. It's just that he thinks this is an audio medium where he's throwing up two fingers to let everybody know he's here. But yeah, who was Shane? Were you there first show? I wasn't at PCW until about two thousand four, and they were already going running until about two thousand one. So I came three years Really? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's where we all started. They all started back in um, WNE four. Okay. Oh, okay. 
So were any none of us were there. I was there, but I was there with Sarge. I wasn't there. Mm. Okay. Um, my uh, Brian, when did you get there? I got a mouthful of nachos. <laughs> <laughs> and also, not a mouthful of answers. <laughs> we were doing what we call on the podcast, pulling a shard. <laughs> 2009? Oh, shit. Ten years, actually. August 2009, we started training. Me, Jeter. Vega Vandal. So that was that class. So you were there before that class. Yeah. Myers, when did you jump into this fucking crazy circus? 2005, Steve was training me, and then we were at the relapse. So I was 2005, but I kind of claim that class. With as, us. With yeah. Bullets. Yeah. Yeah, because we came in May of 20, or 2007. <clears throat> and that was just this, like we came with it was straight up just relapse. There's no shows running, so it was just like practice, 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 practice. Makes perfect, Spody. That's what I've heard. Right. Um, so tell us the story. Is it true that y'all used to break into relapse and work in the ring? Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what would happen is because I was doing uh, I was doing stand up over a relapse. And what would happen is... Wait a minute. Wait. Did y'all not know John was a comedian? The audience doesn't know, Brian. This is called broadcasting. When I pretend that I don't know something that I know, so I can engage the audience and bring them in with us. Hey, hey, brother. (laughs) So walk me through. How old were you? Spody, you're not that old now. So how the fuck old are you when you're trying to do stand-up? Oh, man. I was was right right when I was 18, 19. um, That's when I really started doing it. And then... We came to relapse, and I remember, like, I saw the ring, and I was like, holy shit. I have never seen, like, a wrestling ring, like, straight up like that that I can get into. And it used to just be me haphazardly uh, uh, trying to do Roderick Strong moves to drunk comedians. (laughs) (laughs) At at one in the morning... (laughs) At relapse. I feel like that's your nightmare. It is my nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Uh, <laughs> oh god. I so many things. On the comedian. It really does. It really is does. It Margaret Cho. To to this day, anytime I hear Margaret Cho, I think about the time I went to see Margaret Cho do comedy at the Ryman in Nashville, and she did a long rambling rap about how. Um, you know, she has a big gay audience, mm-hmm. and about how she really wanted to make sure that gay people had the right health care. And I'm telling this story so I can say this and not be accused of being racist. The chorus to this fucking rap was, your good health important to me. Never hear Margaret Cho's name without thinking, your good health important to me. She also had a joke about Hello Kitty where she just said, pussy no come with mouth. <laughs> Please continue, Spody. <laughs> Could those be called jokes? Um, Hey-o! We got some hot comedy tapes. So we went to... uh, So one morning, like, Trey just moved down here because we went to school. And we were like, all right, well, we're just going to go down here and, like, wrestle. Like, for real wrestle. Because Trey was the only person that I knew was in, like... Half-ass shape and kind of new wrestling moves and stuff, and we're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna come and mess around." And we, but came you in. were definitely the wrestling nerd, yes, of the bunch. Trey was just like, something "Yeah, to do. he kind of like watched it, but not really." Because but Trey I was Williams like, has said on many occasions, "I only like two things in wrestling: that's Randy <laughs> Orton, Buck. Young Bucks." Yes. Please continue. Yep, and we saw Steve, and uh, he kind of was just like, "What are you guys doing?" And we're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna wrestle in the ring." We didn't know he owned the ring. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's my ring." And so then he had us go in. Uh, he was like, yeah, just join us for practice or whatever. 
And I just have to because I was there when this whole conversation happened. Yeah. And I thought he was going to kick the shit out of me. <laughs> I, really, yeah. I was like, because I thought that's kind of a thing that people training. Yeah. Yeah. That he just because you you were very confident, and yeah. I remember being like, yeah, we're going to wrestle a match, and he's like, then come on then, and I was like, oh shit, he's gonna he's gonna really hurt these he's guys. He's gonna fuck these guys up. Yeah, but but he didn't. He was actually pretty nice. So sorry. Just had no, to... no, no. But that is that is the Stephen Platinum conundrum. Yeah. That. He is all those things that people say about him, but he's also not any of those things that people. And you never know yeah. which one you're gonna get. Right? <laughs> Do well, you think that if you weren't as good as you were, that he would have taken that shit out of you? Were you any good, man? I don't know if we were if we were like good per se. I think we were actually kind of terrible. But I think that Ooh, we leave? he could see a. Oh, across the street. He, he saw something. He could see. He could see a thing in there because he did fuck a lot of people up. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did. I think we did get fucked up. I know Shane Marks uh, <laughs> yelling and screaming and cussing at us. I remember Hayden Young. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a new Shane Marks that I don't know. Oh yeah, dude. That was. Um, Are you telling me that our mild mannered Shane Marks was training nightmare? I have to say that Shane Mark showed me forearms on my first, Man, on like when we first started forearms, <laughs> and so I was like, he's like, okay, we're gonna do forearms, and I was like, cool, fantastic, and he went, ow, and I was like, did I do something wrong? Yeah. I really thought he was mad at me because I did something wrong, and I was like, oh god, like, and ever since then I've been like, when people trade forearms at shows, I'm like, no, Shane Mark, <laughs> he's gonna hurt you, he's gonna hurt you so bad. The anyway. entire nation of Japan. And, yeah. <laughs> And you know what's so funny is Trey, like Trey still talks about. It. He says like I'm afraid of Casey Kincaid because when we first trained, oh, that, 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 that nigga was Wallachian nigga at practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. And we got it. You remember that first day of practice? We was we was, we was taking leg drops. He jacked me, Doc Vega, and Vandal's jaw. Just fuck it. It was like, oh, fuck with the dude. We ain't even did nothing. Yeah. We're taking leg drops. How are we fucking this up? Again, my mild-mannered friend who I love so much. Oh, that is not mild-mannered. So much. I've had shared so many happy stories with Casey Kincaid. I can't believe. Nah, I'll take that back. Exactly. I've seen a spider in my home when he was there. And he has <laughs> leapt up, levitated from the couch, and literally elbow-dropped the spider. Bow! <laughs> And I have been beaten with shoes by him. So I guess I can understand it, but still, it's so wild. Yeah. Just keep going, Spody. But no, no, no. I'm going to use the story to bring But I remember, I remember um, you know, Hayden Young like dropped an elbow drop right on my face. <laughs> <laughs> to which, the thing about Steve is, I think he can see, um, like, when something like that, and he didn't even, he didn't really sell it. He kind of was just like... Yeah, I know sometimes you get a little jacked up, whatever, whatever, you know. But really, Hayden Young, fuck my face up with that elbow. <laughs> to be fair, Hayden was Hayden. really jacked up during them times. Yeah. yeah. He was really excitable. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it was all good. And Man, I, I was just mad. What, what, did what you... were you so mad at? Because I wanted to do a fucking show so badly and realize, and we had to break in probably that day, so I was really pissed off. <laughs> yeah, we had to climb through the window, right? We had to like inch the window up, and the skinniest person had to inch the so window. So you guys, I remember one time when I don't know if it was, it was either me or it was Kira or somebody who we went through the window. There's a couch uh, under the the window. And Some guy fell. was sleeping on there? No, no, no. There's two naked people mm. sleeping in there. We, there was a plenty of night um, where 
there was definitely people sleeping in the ring, naked people, people fucking in the ring. That's why, to me, I know it sounds bad that me and Trey were, were going to fuck around Steve's ring and do all this kind of stuff, but at least we weren't duty hole naked. We weren't <laughs> fucking. And, we were really <laughs> fucking around in the ring. Yeah, we weren't really fucking around. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, relapse had a lot of people of low moral fiber. They were just. Insane. Well, it's called relapse. Adam, you got what you. Yeah, yeah, but that was when we we would have to uh, because they would keep the door locked and for whatever reason they didn't give Steve a key and we would have to have the smallest person inched up to the window by everybody else. They would pop open the window and then you would crawl through and then let everybody in and that's what we used to do back then. That that was crazy. And half the the time we kept the ring up in the balcony. balcony, Then set the fucker up. So imagine how mad I was after that. So you would have to do like an hour and a half to set up the ring, practice for an hour and a half, then break down the ring for an hour and a half. And, and put it back up. Yeah. yeah. And there were plenty of practices where it would be just me, Matt, and Kira. I remember that specifically. Yeah. Um, and we would have to go and, and, you know, you think taking down a ring is takes forever. I mean, it takes forever when you don't have but so many people doing Two it. People. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And you barely know what you're doing. Right. Yeah. And it's all awkward. The work is just so awkward. Um, Jody, you Sorry, want to I'm pause. I just, I just want to rewind before you guys go back to the wrestling thing. Yeah. So, as a member of your audience who's now paying attention and did not know that John was a stand-up comic, <laughs> the burning question for me is: What was the biggest sell in your routine? Like, what is oh, your, what is your? Good at this. You're I just want to know, this, Joe. You should lead this. Podcast. I didn't have like, I didn't have like a, a a routine or anything. I mean, I had a, I had well, a. You set. guys know when you're watching. PWG and they're like, uh, <laughs> shit, I wish I was doing. I probably have a, like, I probably uh, have a much better career in doing stand up. Roddy Strong's all like, uh, <laughs> and then Ricochet's all like, uh, uh, uh. I mean, you guys know, right? <laughs> How many backbreakers does he need to hit? <laughs> all of them. All of the backbreakers. But no, I didn't have like a. a a gimmick or whatever. That's like it's like when I go to work and people go like, "Oh, what do you do for your wrestling thing?" And I'm never like, "Oh, well, I, you know, I'm the spider or something." <laughs> you are now. You yeah. are now, buddy. Spider Spody. So you were an aspiring stand-up comic with no jokes. No, I had jokes. <laughs> I didn't have like a gimmick though. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what was your what was, what was your my what was your best joke? What would you what was your closer? Closer? What was your closer? Yeah. What was I closing with? So you were fucking a girl in the ass, right? <laughs> Man, you know, you be hitting it by. <laughs> Women be shopping. Women be shopping. D-ho be shopping. I will close with this, like, Flavor Flav thing about him not knowing what a baby is. But he has all these kids because he doesn't know that what a concept of a baby is. But... That was, come, that on. Was, yeah, come on. Come on. Come on. Go. Go. I can't do the bit now, Do the bit, Spody. Do the bit. Oh, man. I can't. So was flavor, was this like flavor of love time? Was he? It was flavor of zeitgeist. Yeah, it was. It was. It was right around. That's how old that shit is too. Is it was right around. Uh, Also, how old that shit is is Marco because that nigga was listening to it at the prom. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about how old I am. I'm forty years old. Man, this shit jumping right here. (laughs) Hell yeah! I graduated (laughs) next (laughs) year. That's when I realized how old Marco was. When we were in his yes. car and he was talking about songs that he listened to at prom and he talking about damn Houdini. And nigga, you talking about damn to do Houdini. I remember my first day on the job. <laughs> my 98 came on. I went crazy. Oh, so so you guys are just 
practicing, 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 and you have no show to run. Yeah. And so Shane, me and Shane Marks is just wailing on any new guy he can because it's some dude he hasn't been able to punch before. I cannot believe this. I can't. So how long from when you started to when you guys were working the shows? We didn't start working shows until Sam Stone. Yeah. Because we moved from we were at we were at Relapse, and that went then that went belly up. Then we went to Push Push Studio. And <laughs> hold on, we'll, we'll spend a little time there. We'll spend a little time on the fact there was a place called Push Push. Mm-hmm. Push Push. Push the Push. It was, <laughs> this sounds like something I would have made up. It would have, but it's real. It's, it's real. absolutely real. It's, it's very real. It's, and it wasn't that far from Academy. It was in that same place. Right down the street. Push Push. And, but the space we had was so small that they had one I'm space here. You're going to get one push. Yeah, yeah, you get one push. Couldn't get got, two. And we got pushed to the other area. Of the building, so. You couldn't get two pushes in. And that was the time where, yeah. at that time, Pandora was pregnant with her twins. Oh, you're, well. Well, I heard a different story. That, come on, that. come on, let's hear that story, buddy. I heard a different story about Let's hear that story, down, uh, Shane Marks. So, she didn't know she was pregnant. I didn't know she was pregnant. You knew. But we were doing you elbow <laughs> drop, blade drop, splash drills. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh. And a baby so shout out. I, <laughs> wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> so we make the joke where I split the egg and now she has twins. Because you did it. That's what I heard. You did it. Yeah, I heard she had right, one right, child right, and then you right, splashed right. it and she got two somehow. And one of them looks like it. So. <laughs> and both of them can throw the fuck out of a forearm. Yes, they can. <laughs> but go ahead. Go ahead. But I remember Chopline. That was one of the Ooh, things. Chopline. Where if you... At, the people who don't know, basically, if like either people were screwing up big time or somebody did something stupid, we would all stand in a line and you would chop the person behind you in line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Cheater walks in right when we're talking about chop line. And my, and my thing that I would always do, and this is like terrible to say, and the only person who ever really said anything to me about it was uh, Dr. Melee, is I would always stand behind Cure or Melee and I would Son always oversell the chop. And I think Steve just appreciated the fact that I would oversell the chop and be like, all right, man, you go. But I used to always, because like, you would never get in line behind either uh, uh, Shane Marks or Casey Kincaid or Trey. They would, <laughs> fuck, they would not hold back at all. And uh, I knew. I was like, yeah, hey, I'm getting in line behind Kira. I was told she would... by my trainer. <laughs> it all comes out tonight, you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to not throw a pussy chop because if he did, he he's chopping everybody. Here. Right. Well, or you'd have yeah. to go through the line again yeah. because somebody fucked it up and then everybody would get chopped again. Chop yes, Shard, you've been recognized. In my defense, oh, we, we didn't burn that up yet. We didn't even kill that even started. We're, we're getting that over. Yeah, it's coming. Like, y'all just started talking about chop line. They still, they, they're not at all yeah. Sam Stone yet. That's where we came from. Yeah, right now, we're only on Shane Marks being the Bob Holly of PCW. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you guys are just champing at the bit to do, to do something in front of somebody that means something that's just not... You know, not pointless, clearly, but like just not practice. It's like just a, that's a damn show. Yeah, there's a football analogy where you know, fucking summer practice is always going to be hell because you're gonna you're tired of hitting the same people. You're just tired of it not mattering. It's, nobody's here to watch it. This doesn't matter in the long term. We do, do something in front of people. Right. So you finally get the first show going. Who's on that first show that you guys were on? So by the time we got finally got to Sam Stone, um, then we're 
building up practice and building up practice. And we're getting a lot of new people in. Brian, Jeter, Vega, Vandal, Nazism came in also around that time. And in Austin, uh, Xavier Woods was helping. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he was helping train right around those times when, when we started doing the Sam Stone shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember his practices were hell. We did not want to sit <laughs> in his, his was all cardio. His yeah. was all cardio. It was like, we're going to have people in the ring doing stuff. And if you're not in the ring, you're basically you're just doing push-ups. And at, to the point to where I remember even Steve noticed how bad it was. That he was like, you guys don't have to fucking... Yeah, you know, and I remember <laughs> I would. I've oh, I've struggled with doing a Steve impersonation, and I, I do not have one. Spody's is spot on without him even fucking putting a lot of effort in it. He has he has the mannerisms down perfectly. So Steve yeah. says, "Okay, stop doing dumb shit outside. You can just practice, learn." Yeah, come, yeah, yeah. And that was the one thing I, I said too um, when we first started training with Steve was it wasn't a bunch of hell drills and stuff like that, but. It wasn't a bunch of hell drills and stuff. It was like all the wrestling centric stuff. Trey Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Trey just comes in hot. Ain't nothing, there. Ain't nothing in there, baby. It's all, all gone. They put some sugar in our We've all been eating. Trey came in for some food. And Trey Williams is coming in hunting chicken. This is your big ass joke. Blind man missed chicken. So we were all doing Kuki Kaharyo with uh, Xavier Woods. Yeah. Pancakes. He's throwing pancakes at everybody constantly. Um, so you're getting ready. You're working up to this first show. Um, and, you know, the building is not optimal, but it is a building. It was a, The building was all right because it had, like, a sound studio. Yeah. Yeah. So we could... So everything was, and then in that first show, Russ, why is there a fucking DJ here? Why is there Sam, Sam Stone? Stone. Sam Stone. That first show. Talking about your man, Mad Max. Ooh, you talking about shit? <laughs> well, for those of you guys who don't know, Sam, Studi- Sam Stone had basically a nice big studio. He produced a lot of rappers in it, and he had Navy Park. Probably, yeah. Tell you probably. Think the same nigga wings? No, nigga. Fuck. Trey. All right, come on. Let's go. I got to get some here. I guess this is the hot tags, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the hot wings. God damn it, Daniel. It's okay. Black man late for wings. What you got? See, I got you, nigga. Think about that. Join me on podcast. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead, y'all. Do what y'all doing. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to get back to the thing we were doing. Sam Stone Studios. We ran a nice studio. Then we have the first show. I should also mention that Mason hooked that up. Okay. That oh, that motherfucker called me to help me win, but I was drunk. I was like, nah, I won't be there, Logan. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Trey comes up on the mic better than any. I do. He's perfect. He's perfect. He's doing everything the right way. Yeah. Y'all are taping this. Hey, fuck everybody. Hey, look. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know what I said about the wings, though. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know I was Let's stay in here. Oh, there's no way I'm cutting any of that. Not a chance in shit. Go ahead, you're good. If I let Foots ramble and miss a bit from last time. Oh, oh. <laughs> you gotta do it. 
So we're in a place I to have a rifle match. And a, lo- a lot of this you can catch up in a, a much less interrupted and with a lot less wing references in the movie The Booker, if anyone's <laughs> interested. This is all, that, that part is all cataloged um, very well in that movie. Um, while we're on that, like, what did y'all think about that? Because surely you thought, there's no fucking way this movie's ever coming out, right? It seems like he was doing it forever. Yeah. Because yeah. he started doing it at Relapse. And yeah. there was this long period of time where I didn't see him, nor I noticed he was there. And then eventually, then somehow, the Booker's out. <laughs> yeah, having a watch party, guys. Booker's here. Um, so, those shows, like, who came to those shows? Jonathan Davis wins children. Jonathan Davis win. Jonathan Davis wins wife. Um, <laughs> and that crackhead dude who used to cook possum. Oh, this shot. But you can't eat city possum. And now yeah. with the country possum. City, I see you too much dirt. They too much garbage. And above this average. This is real. That guy, yeah. Yes. God damn. I forgot, nice he, forgot, nice I forgot about he did commentary with Steve. Yeah. Pepper oh, Charles. yeah. He sure did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, remember Steve got slapped with the baby powder and put the animation <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the stuff we do have DVDs of it. Because they made DVDs every week. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is still on uh, YouTube. Like, oh, John, if you type me and G the name in, that is the first thing to come up. Brian, that bullshit ball. Oh, and Brian smacked Jeter. Oh, my God. Put the five fingers in the face. <laughs> <laughs> talking about Smack Jeter when Patrick did it. Oh, 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 here, here is the paradox. I think that happened is when you have a really big guy at a wrestling school, they always talk about protector side, protector side, protector size. So Jeter won't sell any shit, and he was in the ring with Hayden Young, Patrick, and he wasn't. It was him. It was Patrick. It was Xavier Woods, uh, Austin, and who else? Deontay maybe. And Jeter was not bumping. Jeter was not doing shit to the point to where Patrick. Just hauled off, smacked Jeter in the face and says, what you going to do now, you big motherfucker? And, and Jeter was... You mean that's all it took? <laughs> Shit. And Jeter, can, do you want to tell uh, your, your section of the story? Your, your... Long story short, I'm just coming from the damn kickboxing MMA world. So, motherfucker, wait a minute. The combat aspect. Uh, yes, the combat aspect. Thank you. <laughs> the point of my... I, don't flip out and hit this man. But it was like, uh, I called myself a gentle giant. I gentle giant? <laughs> and I remember every practice from then on, we was doing the four corner and Patrick was in there with Jeter. It was like, Jeter, catch me. And he would just jump into Jeter's arm. No <laughs> contact whatsoever. He was just like, catch me and throw me. That's all he did from then on. I was like, he was not trying to let Jeter get that lick back. <laughs> <laughs> So we we get from that position. We get to Avondale. In the oh, no, let's just go over some of the Sam oh, Stone the, the Sam Stone stuff. For those of you who did not see these shows, it, it, uh, he would he yeah, would the yeah. entire show yeah. he would play rap samples and he would always change a little bit like that Vanilla Ice thing, the ding 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 ding. ding, 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 ding. ding. But it would be it'd be Lean with a Rock with it. It would be um, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Uh, to crank that while we wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> put my swag on, take a look yeah. in the mirror. That's all he used to play the entire time. And he used to do bombs when people got Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. He would do I'm sound effects. Bombs. Someone talk about the bombs. He would do every sound time, effects, especially during GMS. Somebody takes a big bomb. Body slam, <laughs> suplex. <laughs> it was a all, sound effect. Explosion. 
It was a sound effect played and, by the DJ by Mad and, Max. And the part that was really annoying is when there's a wrestling show and there's an announcer you're supposed to make everything bigger than life and all that. And he was doing the show as if it was a like a third grader play where he would go, man, these guys are trying real hard. Give it up for them. Give it up for these guys. They're doing they're doing real good this week. They're doing real good. They're trying hard. I have to just say about the sound effect also is that it would be a big like explosion. It'd go. So it wasn't enough that you bumped. It, there had to be a sound effect. And then at the end of the sound effect was... <laughs> <laughs> it was the wind of like the desolation left by the bomb of like this uh, post-apocalyptic world from the body slam. Ridiculous. And I remember he would be marking out for the moves. Like, ooh, that looked good. <laughs> hey, that looked good on the, on on the house microphone. Mic. Yes. <laughs> Y'all see that? <laughs> yeah. We, they, we had a hard camera... And he's supposed to be a TV guy, but the whole time. My damn nieces are afraid because y'all jumped me from behind. Well, you had to come. So the whole time he had the hard camera, his back is turned. Yeah. The entire time, but he had this ugly ass jacket with an eagle on the back. So all you would see is that. It was just fucking worse. Speaking of ugly ass, he used to have ring girls who would come to the ring and they would hold oh, up signs. Yeah. And they got worse and worse looking. Yeah. That was Each my week. third first two was good. There comes yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I also remember that one time, because I was like chicken shit healing, I think you and I were wrestling, I chicken shit healed, and he's like, you're terrible, why don't you wrestle? And I'm like, you think this is real? This is the shit I do. Yeah. So we went from Sam Stone, eventually that went wrong because somebody called the cops on someone. Oh, Nemesis. Oh, Nemesis, because, you know, it's weird, because most people think of Nemesis as a very nice genteel guy um, and no. he never gets into any sort of no, stuff I think Nemesis threatened the DJ and that's why they called the cops yes yeah. and then so then we moved to the academy that was the thing but remember the night that we moved the night that we left Sam Stone I remember Steve going hey everybody we're all going to a party we're all going to yeah. a party so that they had no idea that we were leaving and then we packed up the ring and he told Sam Stone he rented the ring to somebody yeah and we are going to move the ring and we packed the ring up and went all the way to the academy he didn't call Sam maybe like two days later and said, hey, we're not coming back. <laughs> Look at baby. I ain't coming home no more. <laughs> the old Harlem Knights movie. Here we go. Put your mom on the phone. Put your mom on the phone. Hey, hey, baby. Put your mom on the phone. Hey, look it. I ain't never coming back no more. <laughs> you got a thing so good you can throw it up in the air Make and it turn into sunshine. sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, little people joke. don't know, uh, Fun fact about These that little is, people, midgets don't know. <laughs> a little fact that a lot of people don't know is that that was actually about Felicia Rashad, but she didn't actually play it. Felicia Rashad was sunshine. Her pussy went in the air and turned into what? The- what? <laughs> Trey huh? Williams, black Felicia Rashad, yeah. and black. <laughs> <laughs> Felicia Rashad was sunshine. This is where I pump in. Trey Williams, Nigapedia. <laughs> He's got it. He's got comedy chops, guys. He's got it. That was not Matt Myers. As we stated. Actually, uh, my name is Johnny Danger. Black folks have had it too good for too long. (laughs) 
Myers and I often talk about how our how our time is so awful as a <laughs> white male in America. It's hard, man. You know, I wish I had it as good as black guys. <laughs> well, that's a that's a decent segue. Um, <laughs> By all means, I am very Bill, interested. You you were not a part of all those stories we were telling. Yeah. You were and uh, you were a part of the rivalry. Oddly, faction. though, I had a similar experience. Really? We used to do, I'm assuming by Rival Faction in WA4. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we would do shows at a strip club in Decatur called Pinups. Yep. Um, Wednesday nights. <laughs> Chain Marks identifies. Thursday nights. <laughs> and it was the same idea. There's girls that, like, they were aggressively trying to dance for you for $5 lap dances, which you can assume, I think, you know, lap dance costs them $5, you get what you pay for. Uh-huh. Um, and they were gross, and they threatened to stab us for not... Getting dances from him. But the same idea. <laughs> DJ that would fucking try and run it and play music and, you know, same, all that same shit. Like, check the boxes. It was doing huh. the same thing. Huh. So, that's my fucking introduction to wrestling. <laughs> Literally. And fucking. You want to get paid? That's where Shane Parks lost his virginity. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so you that had heard right. all the stories of crazy ass Stephen Platinum and. Fucking crazy ass PCW. Not a lot, actually. Really? Um, I had heard about Stephen Platinum uh, a couple times. Like it wasn't all the time. But yeah. I had, I had heard a couple things. Yeah. Also, when I finally did see him, he didn't look at all like I had imagined. Whoa! Look, let's get come on. Let's hear that. Uh, I was thinking chunky blonde, blonde dude with a ponytail. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know from what? like you know there was an incarnation of Steve that fits that bill. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> actually, Fair enough. yeah. <laughs> That was an incarnation. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I knew I knew y'all existed. Um, yeah, right, you did. The first time I really <laughs> met anyone was at the Monstrosity show at Famous okay. Club. Yeah. Because I, I I mean like it was you guys were probably seventy five percent of that show and I didn't know any of you. <laughs> oh, I know you guys. We I saw you two at Pete State, but I didn't know you were PCW. Yeah. I just, you know, you were just a tag team. I didn't, you know. No, actually, you got mad at me because I didn't remember you when you guys came back. And when I first came here, that was my one thing I knew about you guys was like, John got mad at me once for not remembering him. So I'm going to make sure he knows that I know who he is. <laughs> I don't remember it. Like, I don't remember no, because you came up distinctly. You came up and I was, and you were like, hey, man. And I shook your hand. I was like, hey, I'm Bill. Nice to meet you. You go, man, I've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You don't want that old big dick Spody to eat. <laughs> He's like, remember the thing about Flavor Flav? <laughs> that was me. Like, I thought I made that up. Nope. But so you get here, we've already moved to Porterdale at that point, mm-hmm. and it is, you know, we are definitely in a rebuilding process. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're coming off of, uh, we're, I, I hadn't been booking for very long. Um, we're switching over things. Mackie's out. I'm, we're doing it's me and Rachel and Quasi and Chuck are all doing this thing. We're trying to fix this thing, and you know the show just wasn't what it what it should have been. There were I don't want to be mean to fucking Lobo, but fuck Lobo. Um, you know it was it was it, it was, was pure shit. Yeah, that's probably that's what, what, fucking is. Yeah, that's, huh? what was shitty about it? Like Lobo. Lobo, primarily Lobo. Lobo, Lobo. I mean, like, it was, it was, it was getting guys that you could get on the cheap or the nothing, but they weren't the guys that Steve had trained. That's essentially what it came down to. It was, it was Mackie having to fill voids because Steve trained a lot of guys very well, and he trained a lot of guys who got really good and were booked everywhere. 
and you know come to PCW for nothing became a burden. And when you can go Peach State and get paid, and you can go to here there, you can do the stuff. It became difficult, and Steve had just left. And I mean, you know, Steve was the fucking iron fist that held all this together, and everybody had the best of intentions. But when you're in that position. You're going to go with what you can get, and what you could get are guys that just aren't that good, or guys that you know they're, they're your buddies, but they might not be that good. And you know, the school was supposed to be doing a thing, and Fred Avery was this and that, and, all. and it was just it was haphazard, and just nobody had the nobody cared enough or could care enough to do it the way it used to be done. Gotcha. Um, and that's where. That, so you know, and I don't. I'm not talking shit about Mackie. I don't because Mackie inherited the Mackie, worst Mackie, fucking job. Mackie put a, had a lot. Yes. To, to, he took on a role where someone you could say excelled in to a point where he I had an iron fist and ran. Yes, fucking shit it is. It and is had to cover that. The old sports cliche is. You don't want to be the guy who follows the legend as the coach. When Bear Bryant gets fired, you don't want to be the guy who gets the job. You want to get the job after that guy. And yeah. so Mackey took the job from Steve. Right. Yeah. And he inherited was, a recession. He did. He inherited a recession, and it was hard. Yeah. We had just moved here forever, officially. And uh, somebody else start talking. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I will say, and I, I had known Shane Mackey from doing stand-up. I had known Shane Mackey before I even started wrestling. Because um, he was also a wrestler, he was a he because he, he had wrestled before that yeah. and went to stand up. Yeah, he's and I cheap. knew and I knew how stressed out he was about a lot of it because you know it's not you got to think about it this way. It's not just the fact that like he's running this show that already had this sort of reputation. Yeah, and that you know the whole roster after taking round three, the whole roster wasn't as as fruitful as they were before. Yeah. It wasn't all the original guys. And also, Steve was real tough on him. I think. Yes, yeah. Steve uh, was because, much tougher on him than he. Ever was on me. Yeah, and it's because Steve basically was handing his baby off. Yeah, to he's somebody the distance. Else. He didn't have the distance, not physical distance, but he did not have the distance between his PCW and now the remaining PCW. Yeah, and he's he takes over coming off the best show in the fucking company's history. That is just an all time great show. A show so good they invented an award for it. They invented yeah. the show of the year thing just for that thing because that show was so damn good. I mean, and that's yeah. that's me saying this obviously biased, but I'm here to tell you it's as good as anything's ever been done around here until tonight, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um. But so he 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 could not win. He could not win. He had a roster that was sort of in shambles. He had. Well, this is I got to be delicate about this. He had a roster that was trying to make sort of a power play, and they thought they were the click, and then. The, the real straws that stirred the drink were scattered to the four winds. Um, shit, Shane and I were, not that I hadn't worked here at that point, but I had the best black guys at UIW. Uh, we were working with the Bullets all the time in Alabama and Peach State and all over. We were, we were all gone, um, and it was just tough. And you, PCW ran at 6 o'clock for a very specific reason. That was because guys could come do the show and then get to paying gigs. But then it just became, oh, do we really want to go? It's a pain in the ass. Well, and also, yeah, if the paying gig is within, like, 40 minutes, that's one thing. If the paying gig is in another state. Right. That's, like, a, a, a bigger deal. Yeah. And, yes, Shane, had a, Shane Mackey had a lot. And the guys that were here, you know, they wanted to do what they wanted to do and all that kind of stuff. And, and I can't blame anybody for wanting to, like, 
do like your get your ideas out there, but it's really hard if you're the booker and then guys make suggestions to you, but at the same time Steve is going, What the hell is going on Absolutely. on my show? That was what and there's yes. and there was this that juxtaposition that was constantly going on with him where and and I think like running a wrestling promotion is fucking hard. Who the and, fuck you tell it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. what, 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 what about it? Okay, so for people who don't know, what what is the what are the challenges you run into? So running this wrestling promotion is particularly hard because my name is not Stephen Platinum. That is an added layer of complexity, not because of Steve himself, just because Steve ran a very good wrestling promotion mm-hmm. and it has a pedigree. There's an ethos, there's a PCW way to do things. And so trying to do all those things, to maintain all those standards and practices Mm -hmm. with a roster of guys that you yourself, me in this case, does not have the same thing to say, hey, I trained you fuckers. I don't have that relationship with y'all that you look at me and say, oh, that's our trainer. You know, we don't have that bond. Yeah. Um, so that is one complexity. The other complexity is just budget. Can I just uh, (laughs) add on to that? That there was a lot of guys who worked for free, and the payment was Steve's approval. Absolutely. You just wanted Steve to be like, you did a good job, yeah. you had a good match, yep. and that was payment enough a lot yep. of times. Yep. Sorry, go on there. And it, you know, it, it led people to be able to go other places. The other thing is just, you know, budget concerns. That's always tough, and like, especially here when you're going from that model of when it was essentially the arm of the school that had trained everyone, mm-hmm. and it, it was... Without being a school show, it was a school show in a sense because all the guys had worked, had trained there. Um, when the trainer's gone and that arm's gone, then it's trying to find who can I get that's within budget and what happens when the guys who don't get paid find out that this guy's getting paid. How do you manage that thing? Um, and, you know, we were in a new building. We were in a new place. And it, it is... And so that's that's the... That's the big thematic stuff. The other thing is, oh shit, how do I manage this ego? And oh shit, this guy is with this girl's this guy's girlfriend, and I have them in a program together, and they're really mad at each other. Or I'd love to book this I'd love to book this guy, but he's mad at this other guy because some shit that happened on some other show, so I can't book those two together. Or this guy's in jail. Those things all come up. <laughs> So you get and you know for me I was brand new at this shit and had no business had no business being let in here. You I have fooled every one of you. I have pulled the wool over all your eyes because I had done literally nothing. All I had done was answer a phone a couple of times. So all those complexities fell into the pot, and we had to figure out how to get ourselves out of this. Um, so how did you make it work with all those obstacles? I'm just really fucking good. <laughs> really, really good. No, um, what allowed me to make it work was, A, Steve did not give me the shit he gave everybody else. I don't know why. You I don't think know. maybe he learned off Mackey? I would, ha- I would have to believe that has that has something to do with it. Um, also, I was an outsider. So you're going, to, yeah, I mean, in as much as I could be for a person who was around all the time. Yes, everybody knew me, but I never, even when I started managing and doing stuff, never worked here at PCW. So I was an outsider. And Steve came to me, not the other way around. So I would well, think. I, well, I think with you getting that, by you being out there with a lot of the guys who worked at PCW, 
they already knew you. Right. That yes. And they and they're like, okay, so he kind of knows what he's talking yeah. about. So when you came in, everybody was fine with you. Yeah. And that was the other the, the so that's one side of it. The other side of it is we just got along. Yeah. I got along with everybody. We were fucking buddies. I bought shoes from Trey. Um, I fucking uh, me and Shane ran the roads together. I knew Bill from this show. Grandpa came in the same time I did. I knew I knew everybody, and, and more than just knowing you, we got along. We understood each other, and we're all black dudes, most of us. And so, you know, we were sort of thrown into this wrestling thing all together, and we all kind of had that like it's us against the world, and we just we all would do for one another. How long have you been doing it when I started? Not very, Bill. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly when did you when was your first sacred ground? Uh, Six, the one Nate fucked up. <laughs> so, the first Which sacred ground that I had anything to do with the show was five. Okay. So, uh, maybe a year. Um, was it just me by then? Like, it was, I was the dude, right? Yeah, I mean, Steve would pop in here. And yeah, there, so, what you missed was like the committee time. And, you know, that was that was fine too because that, that allowed for people that worked the show to be here. And then I could just kind of... Weasel my way in, as I call pulling the Hankins. Just weasel my way in, and then my voice was literally the loudest, <laughs> figuratively and literally. Do you think that it helped? Because because a lot of shows are run by guys who are on the show. Yes, and that sort of use I in a little way lose respect for them because they always book themselves in a yep. prominent role. So you not being that. saving grace. It was my saving grace because even when it was Quasi and Chuck and Rachel and I doing it. They had to be on the show, mm-hmm. and while while they didn't, they weren't putting themselves in positions. The the logistics of you have spots to do, yeah. So you have to do your stuff. You can't, you can't, and you don't see every match. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I saw everything, and I was sort of the voice, and I could tell the stories, and so naturally, I just became the voice in the room, and you know, personality wise, I had the best chance of success. Yeah. Um, and I think that that really had more, that has a lot more to do with working than me being some smart booker. Yeah. Um, I ain't never done nothing that was, hadn't been done before. I didn't invent anything. I don't, you know, it, it's just A plus B equals C. And, you know, having, and Steve, ha, being able to use Steve to get there as opposed to Steve trying to make me get there through force of will. All those things, to answer the question that was asked probably 20 minutes ago, <laughs> is what got us there. So we are well into time. So let's talk about the show tonight. Um, let's toot our fucking horns, boys. Um, so do we think it was really good? Guys, I did good, right? I did a good job. <laughs> but no, like, what what stood out to everybody? We'll just go around the table and shut this thing down. Miles, what did you like about tonight? You know, I, I think... There's a there's a thing like in, in plays. I'm a theater guy, and so whenever nerds, nerds um, <laughs> that when you have an understudy, the audience knows that you're an understudy, and it really roots for you more. Mm-hmm. And I think the crowd was behind us because they're like, this is the last one, so they're like, you know what, we're here to enjoy the show, and they gave everything uh, maximum uh, intensity because sometimes the crowd can kind of ebb and flow. Yeah. We saw it Fourth of July. Yeah. You know, the crowd was the crowd was here and they were they were attentive, but they just weren't very enthusiastic. Yeah. But tonight was not that way. Whereas tonight I felt like they were there and they were really rooting for us to have that show, which kind of makes you have a better show because yes. you're like, oh wow, everybody's behind me. Yeah. Then hell yeah, I'll do it. I say it all the time, we're pulling the same one on the rope. Yeah. And that's what you need. Grandpa. Who'd you like? 
Oh. Wake up! Ah. Oh. Ah, my He's got a gun! <laughs> <Hit him>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the every sacred growth, sacred Uh-oh. ground Uh-oh. that I've had. Oh, you've been in it. When I'm on the wine and I'm feeling fine, baby, let me say it one more time. Booze hound can't put that booze down. Booze Hound, she might. <laughs> She's in Tennessee. Wonder the Wonder Twins are here. Yes, yeah. but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like a women's wrestling. I've enjoyed every one of them. It was good to be from from sitting in the audience, being part of Team All You Can Eat, to being in the ring with them. Uh, just enjoyed every I one of them. Completely bypassed over that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy being sitting in the audience, screaming all kinds of things, helping put guys over, throwing powder. All the stuff we've done as part of Team All You Can Eat, one of the most obnoxious, most creative groups ever. Man, tell us how over you are, bro. Yeah, over. I mean, God, I'm over with Team All You Can Eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. At least. When did we start Team All You Can Eat? About six it would have been, it would have been, because round two and three, we fed the guys. Yes, yep. And we I did. remember Simon Sermon bringing cookies out to us in the audience. I uh, remember the powder gimmicks. And how they got completely out of hand. I just love how Grandpa's been indoctrinated into the wrestling world. He says gimmicks now. This is fucking great. Uh, To being in the ring, realizing I'm too old to wrestle, but I can referee. And just enjoying refereeing in the spots that I got to. And it's only because I started going to PCW shows and wanted to be a part of the show and got in one of the greatest shows ever to be a part of. How how proud are you that your son's refing also? (laughs) Say distant steps on. We lost Frank. Uh, Ron Blaze. Talk about what you like. Uh, I got a new chair. You can't get a new chair, Brian. You got a new chair. Other than that, Dick Kick City. Oh, how about the 15 Dick Kicks in the main event? I know you love that because I know who called them all. They did. They did. <laughs> they, did. They, did. They, did. they did actually. All right. I, I know how we're going home tonight. We're going through Clayton County. <laughs> <laughs> I'm riding with Grandpa. I have a, a fish. I have somebody here that can get me home. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Spoke. Uh, <clears throat> my favorite part of the show to watch was Mr. Eric's entrance. That shit was hard as fuck. Right. Right. And to see him. He came out and he had the security guys around him and he yeah. had he had some old some some G unit shit playing or something. I don't know. But it was <laughs> Killer Mike. It was Oh, was Killer Mike. Really? It was Killer Mike. Oh, it's that's Big Boy, right? Yeah, it's a Big Boy song. But it was uh, yeah, you can't go back to A. You can't go back to ATF. <laughs> <laughs> it was but I but I thought it was I thought it was really good. I enjoyed what we got to do as far as we got to work our old school babyface match. And work a good heel match against um, uh, Vega and uh, Vandal. I almost said the real name, but we got to, we got to work a, a good match. And Ernest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was fun. We got to do that and, and, and put them over all that good stuff. And it was, I thought it was a good, at least for us, I feel like we got to have a lot of fun. And creatively, we got to do that promo and basically turn right after our match and all that good stuff. Bill? You got a Mine's kind of negative. Oh, that's okay. True, let's go. I mean, it's also selfish. Um, <laughs> I'm really disappointed. I, um, there's a shit ton of, of like, legend 
that you guys have that I don't feel like I got a hold of. Um, like I felt like I had built to it to like starting it when I, at last sacred ground. And then, you know, yeah, they happened. yanked the world out from under us. And you so, inherited a recession. You inherited a recession. You absolutely did. And so I really, you know, I remember that night being really excited yeah. for what was coming. And it, you know. Yeah, no, no, that, that that's 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 fair. Um, but Tonight was great. I don't want to, sorry, I know it's a bad lead-in. But um, <laughs> honestly, I enjoyed the entire show. I... I don't often watch the whole show, yeah. just because you know we all we all do it. It's yeah. all you know. Yeah. But I was out there for the entirety of tonight, specifically because you could. There was an energy you could feel. Yeah, yeah. There was something out there tonight. Uh, Shard, you chicken wing eating son of a bitch. <laughs> Speak up now. You way down there and you mouth full of wings. Um, to be honest with you, I'm just. For me, I'm just. <laughs> I like to let everybody know we have crossed over at 12 midnight and we are officially for the first time ever at the midnight board. I am your host Sexy Larry this is my partner Sexy Shaw please go on Shaw Larry Larry Go ahead. Go ahead, Jesus. Um, Truthfully, I just had a good time tonight because I came in feeling kind of down about some stuff. Uh, the show itself, and it's, the show in itself uh, kind of lifted my spirits just a bit. And uh, I don't know, man. This might be my last go around, period. Bullshit, Ralph. We're here to Anarchy next week. <laughs> I mean, but after that, I think I'm done for a while. Yeah, I mean, it, it did feel very final. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm... I, I don't know. I have no clue what is next. But it felt very, very final tonight. Um, in a good way. It felt like we all got to the point where we needed to get. Um, I, I, we mentioned on the last other podcast, but I told you, well, see, stories end. And well, and it's been in chapters. The fact that it's been yes, in chapters yeah, in the book. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, again, a genius stroke by him to... To, he didn't know what he was leaving us, but he left us this gift of an exit strategy. Yeah, we have an we had an eject button that we could push at any time, and all we had to do was decide we were doing it, and then go deliver. Now it would have been very different if we'd shit to bed tonight. It would have been very very different if we'd messed up, but we didn't. Um, I'm just gonna point out I put Mr. Eric in the fucking main event of Sacred Ground, and it worked. Tiger Mask. Take me home! My pools rush But I can't help Falling in love with you Shall I stay? But it be Down inside, come something.